0: facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out my wife's business at lilarose.biz slash ashira. That's L-I-L-L-A rose.biz slash ashira, A-S-H-I-R-A. Through there, she sells a wide variety of hair clips, headbands, and hairpins in a host of different styles. And these also come in different sizes to fit uh, different hair types. These are great for a wide variety of different women. Go over to lilarose.biz slash ashira. That's A-S-H-I-R-A. We're going to get into Mystery Is My Hobby, I do want to encourage you to listen to the post-episode commentary, as I'm going to be talking about something I didn't know existed until last week. The Mystery Is My Hobby television program. Now, I do want to say that uh, we don't have any episodes in circulation, and I'm dubious they'll ever be found. I'll talk a little bit more about why when we actually get into talking about it, but it's a fun bit of history nonetheless. All right, well, uh, the title of today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby is Death is a Twin.
1: Mystery is
2: my hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, Barton Drake speaking. Tonight's drama, I've selected case history number 116 from my book Mystery is My Hobby. I call it Death is a Twin.
3: There's a place, Raleigh. You wait out here. I'm going in.
4: Okay, Chief. I better try again.
3: Call you if I need you, really. Right.
5: In here, in the living
3: room. Be right there. You're
5: the police. I phoned for the police.
3: Inspector, know what that and you're Susan Waterstone.
5: Yes. Okay. Yes, Inspector. I.
3: Okay, I... Miss Susan. What's this all about?
5: It's my sister Claire. Something's happened to her. I know it.
3: Oh? Huh? what?
5: She went into the library about ten o'clock this morning with George Gale, our attorney. Told me if I needed anything to call out. I'm I'm a cripple, you see.
3: Yes, I see the wheelchair.
5: A spine injury. I'm unable to walk a step. Claire does everything for me. If anything's happened to her, what would become of no, me?
3: No, 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 just calm yourself. Maybe nothing's happened to her. Oh,
5: but it has. I've been calling for her for the past half hour. She won't answer.
3: Why didn't you wheel yourself into the library and see what was the matter?
5: But I did wheel myself to the door. The door is locked.
3: From the inside?
5: I'm afraid so. I, I can't see through the keyhole.
3: Well, guess i better take a look.
5: you'll oh, well, be along, will you please? I want to see you with you. Yeah,
3: me. yeah, Sure. Which one?
5: This door right here.
3: Hmm, locked all right. Yep, keys in the lock on the inside. <laughs> it's Wonderstone. There's Wonderstone. Anything the matter?
5: Oh, something's happened. I know it.
3: Well, I guess I'll have to break in the door.
5: Oh, no, please don't. That's such a beautiful old door. If you had to break anything, why not a window?
3: Okay, it doesn't make much difference. I'll get Riley to do it. Riley, try and get in one of the library windows. They're all locked. Break one.
2: Okay, Chief.
3: Riley will be in the jibbing.
5: Oh, what will I do? What will I do? Poor
3: Claire. Oh, maybe she just had a fainting spell. Because <laughs> the windows must have been locked.
1: Holy cow.
3: Chief, boss,
5: she's dead. Claire dead? Oh, no.
4: Oh, oh, no. Mike Fatt, Barton Drake's Chinese houseboy, carefully twirled the bottle of rare old vintage in the ice bucket and carefully adjusted a spotless napkin around the top. Carefully, he set just the right glass on each stand beside the two easy chairs and then, just as carefully, placed a carpet tack point upwards in the chair where the good Inspector Danton would soon be planting his very ample frame. Mike Fat loved the good inspector, but he also loved his little joke better.
1: Mike, are you up for something? Oh, no. Just putting out very cooling refreshment.
2: Well, all right, but you sound rather suspicious. Hope you have dinner ready. Inspector's always hungry, you know.
1: Oh, yes, Mr. Drake. Dinner ready?
2: Good.
1: Oh, inspector here now, I think. I go. I'll be up in a minute. Well, evening, Mike. Thousand welcome, Mr. Inspector, to the abode of Mr. Drake, also of humble Mike Flat. Please to enter.
3: Oh, thanks. Where's Bart? Dinner ready?
1: Mr. Drake enjoying pleasure of admiring new hand-painted necktie in the miller. Uh-huh. <laughs> please sit down.
3: Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Oh, no, no, no. This chair, please. Huh? What's the matter with this one? Oh. That Mr. Drake's chair, please.
3: Oh? Let's go stand for a while. I'm tired of sitting.
1: Oh, no, no. Let us sit. Old Chinese proverbs say, quote, man who sits in friend's house is friend of long standing, unquote. Ha <laughs> ha, all right, I. Oh! 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 Something the matter? Inspector, was that you yelling? I sat on something. Oh, yes, in one moment. Oh! Ha! Huh. Only carpet tack.
2: Mike, did what you. Are you seeing, uh... Carpet uh-huh.
1: tax should be in carpet. Excuse me, please. I get emergency blinding.
2: That conniving, scheming, celestial heathen. I had to take him and... <laughs> no, Inspector. Wasn't accused without proper evidence, you know. Evidence?
3: Oh, the carpet
2: tax. I'll <laughs> bet you Mike didn't leave a single clue. Well, I'm... Sit down, Inspector. I'll have Mike for a drink. I'll take mine standing up, thank you. <laughs> All right, have it your way.
1: Oh, here, lead, glossy bandage.
3: Yeah, well, you can take it right back where you got it. For the inspector a drink, will you, Mike? Not on your life. I'll pour my own.
1: <laughs> All the Chinese proverbs say, he who drink from white bottle get red nose. Well, you get them. <laughs> get out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I well, I'm
2: here. Here. You can sit down safely now, Inspector, I'm sure. Well, okay. Pour yourself some wine. Okay. Pour mine, too. I'll trust you. Well, Inspector,
3: have a hard day? No, nothing interesting. A few robberies hit and run driver. wife beat up her husband and... Uh, suicides. Oh, well,
2: suicides are always interesting. Always some very tragic reason that makes a man take the matter of his life into his own hands. Mm, Nothing odd about this one. Just plain open and shut case. Yeah, who was it?
3: Gal by the name of Claire Waterstone. How did you do it? Poison. Glass of milk. Uh, Look, Bart, how about dinner? Fingerprints? Sure. Dead girls on the glass. What did it happen? In the library. Sat there reading a book. Drank a poison milk. Just as calm as you please. Then dropped over dead.
2: Reading a book, huh?
3: Now look, Bart. Don't start getting any ideas. This was suicide, plain and simple. Why, well, even all the doors and windows were locked on the inside. We had to bust a window in order to get in. And the only other person in the house was a crippled sister who couldn't walk two steps if the house was on fire. Now, come on, let's see.
2: Reading a book. Hmm. What uh, book was it, Inspector? hmm
3: if any satisfaction to you, it was one of yours. Huh? The first edition of Mystery is My Hobby. <laughs> what
2: do you know?
3: Now, will you tell that Chinese boy to start serving the food? Uh, uh-uh. uh,
2: the food will have to wait, Inspector. Huh? If that girl was reading my book when she died, I feel duty bound to look into this case.
3: But it was suicide. I solved the case
2: myself. Yeah, so it would seem. But anyway, get your hat and coat. We're calling on the remaining Miss Waterstone. Come along, Inspector. Oh, Bart, I'm hungry. <laughs>
4: And now, back to Glenn Langan for the second act of. Mystery is my hobby.
2: Waterstone. Waterstone. You know that name strikes a familiar note somewhere, Inspector.
3: Sure, you remember old man Waterstone who made a killing during the First World War. All kinds of publicity, war, profiteer, and all that stuff. Oh,
2: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the
3: newspapers made it so unpleasant for him that he retired and has been living on his millions ever since.
2: Then he's still alive.
3: No, he kicked off about five years ago. What about his money? Left in trust equally to his two daughters, Susan, the crippled girl, and this Claire, the one who committed suicide. Hmm. Their mother died when the twins were born. Twins? Sure, Susan and Claire, they were twins. Oh, I see. Uh, We'll pull in here, this is the place.
2: Seems there's another visitor. Huh? That chap just going in the door. Do you know who he is, Inspector?
3: Mm, no, can't say I do.
2: Well, we'll soon be finding out.
3: Uh, Miss Waterstone isn't at home, gentlemen. Just Please... a minute, you. We're the police. Police?
4: Oh, well, uh, that's different. Come right in. Thanks.
2: I uh, thought this matter had all been settled. It has. Well, then what? This is uh, just a final checkup, Mister. Uh, Mister. Uh, I'm George Gale, Miss Waterstone's attorney. How do you do? I'm Barton Drake. This is Inspector Noadanton. How do you do? How do you do? George,
5: George, is that you? Uh, yes, Susan. Is that someone with you?
2: Yes, Susan,
4: the uh, police and a Mister Barton Drake. Well,
5: yes, bring them on in.
4: Uh, follow me, gentlemen, please. Yes. Miss Susan is confined to a wheelchair, you know, Mister Drake. Yes, I've been told.
5: I didn't expect you back, Inspector. I thought this matter was all settled when they took my poor sister's body away.
2: It is settled. It's just that Bart here... Miss uh, Waterstone, I'm Barton Drake. I uh, knew of your father.
5: Oh? Barton Drake, the the writer?
2: Yes. Susan is very fond of your books, Mr. Drake, Oh,
5: Yes, indeed. Being confined as I am, I find reading a great relaxation, and I'm particularly fond of mystery stories. I'm
2: very flattered, Miss Waterstone.
5: Would you gentlemen care to join me in a cup of tea? I have some here, all nice and hot. I would. I'm I hungry.
2: Guess, thank you. <laughs> Miss Waterstone, I'd like to ask you a few questions if you don't mind. I know this must be a very painful subject to you, but it's well, uh... all
5: right, Mr. Drake. I'm only too glad to have someone to talk to.
2: Thank you, now, Miss Waterstone. Do you know of any possible reason why your sister Claire should commit suicide?
5: Why I? I, I... can
2: give you a very good reason. Yes, Mr. Gale. Claire lost all her money. All? All that
3: money your father left her?
2: Yes.
4: Claire was a spendthrift. She ran with a fast crowd, Mr. Drake. Why, I've seen her lose $10,000 over a gambling table in one night. Hmm. But
3: if you handled a trust fund, why did you
4: let her? The terms of the will allowed me to make a cash settlement when she was 25. I advised her against it, of course, but... Mm
2: -hmm.
4: And she lost it all, eh? Yes, she did.
2: She couldn't take it, I guess, so... She took the easy way out. But you still have your share of the money, Miss Waterstone?
5: Oh, yes. I'm able to live very well on the interest of my investment. You see, Mr. Drake, I've... I've taken the precautions never to be a burden to anyone.
2: A very wise move, I'm sure. Uh, Claire didn't think so. She was mad as hops because Susan wouldn't give her half of what she had.
5: Oh, poor Claire. I did take care of her, Mr. Drake. I, I gave her an allowance of $100 a week. I see.
2: Inspector, uh, mm-hmm. I want you to show me around the library... Oh, well, come on. You'll excuse us for a bit, won't you, folks? Yes, oh.
3: indeed. Thank What's you. the matter with you, Bart? I've never seen you act this way before. Yeah. Not just over a plain old suicide.
2: Is this the door? Yeah. Well, okay. oh, come on in if you come. Oh, just a minute, wait a minute. Did you uh, oil this lock when you were trying to get the door open, Inspector? Oh, of course not. Riley opened that door
3: with a key from the
2: inside. Yeah. That's strange. Well now, where was the body? Slumped over in this chair. In the book, my book? Laying in her lap. Hmm. That's the book for fingerprints? Sure, sure. Whose purse. Oh? What was the glass of milk? Laying on the floor. That spot there was the milk. I see. How do you know the milk contained the poison?
3: We analyzed the spot.
2: Now are you satisfied? What's that broken window?
3: Where Riley came in. Barn, i told you all about this before. Now, what do you find? To... <laughs> Look at this.
2: Hmm. They both must have liked mysteries. <laughs> you know, here's a book of mine I'd forgotten I'd ever written.
3: Well, I wish you'd go home and write another. I'm hungry. I
2: want to eat. Very hmm. anyway, well, well, Inspector. Let's go.
3: You mean back to your house and good old Mike Fatt's dinner?
2: No, Inspector. Down to the morgue. <laughs> Good evening,
3: Charlie. Oh, good evening, Mr. Drake. Did you come down to take a look at my customers? We came down to look at a stiff. Yes, yes, of course. Come right in, gentlemen. How are you this evening, Inspector? I'm starving to death. Good, good. I had a cadaver that came in this morning, (sighs) starved to death, rather thin. Now, what can I show you? I've got all types. Look, we aren't down here to pick out Miss Corpse of 1947.
2: Oh, we'd like to look at Miss Claire Waterstone, Charlie.
3: Claire Waterstone? Yes, if you'd like. Oh, yes, I... I'll see if she's in. Thank you. Yes, yes, here yes, she is. Someone to see you, my dear. Beautiful girl, beautiful girl.
2: Of course, Charlie, of course. You're sure this is the right one?
3: Yes, yes, indeed. I have her case history right here. Got it tied to her big toe. Claire Waterstone, poison, suicide. Yes, she's the right one, all right. Well, what are you waiting for, Charlie? Just looking at her face. Awful sad. Awful sad.
2: Well, there you are. Bad Judge, Inspector. What a remarkable resemblance. Why not? They were identical twins. Yes, this must account for it. Well, that's enough. I've seen all I care to. My pleasure. Come on, Inspector. Let's go. You mean at last we're going to eat? Hmm, well, maybe. If Miss Susan will make you a cup of tea. <laughs>
4: And now, back to Glenn Langan for the third act of... Mystery is my hobby.
3: Well, I hope at last you're satisfied, Bart. Yes, Inspector.
2: I'm satisfied.
3: (laughs) I told you it was suicide all the time. I'm
2: satisfied that it's murder. Uh,
3: Murder? Oh, now, by the law. Stop at this
2: drugstore, Inspector. I want to make a phone call.
3: Phone call to
2: whom? My stockbroker.
3: Stockbroker? Are you nuts? I don't think so. Well, while you're phoning, I'm going to have a double banana split.
2: Hello, Al? Martin Drake. Listen, Al. You know a chap by the name of George Gale? Yes, that's the one, a lawyer. Yeah? Down at the Stock Exchange, that's right. Yeah? Quite a heavy loser, huh? Thanks, Al. That's just what I wanted to know. Yeah, sure. Meet me for lunch tomorrow. All right, bye.
3: Not in Vanilla. And plenty of nuts, Barney. You threw already. Yes,
2: Inspector. Come along. We've got work to do.
3: But I just ordered it. Oh, what's the use? I'm coming. Suicide. Morgue. Murder. Stockbroker. (laughs) I give up. You want to solve this case, don't you, Inspector? I've already solved it. All I want to do is eat. Back
2: to the Waterstones, Inspector.
3: Oh... Now, look, Bart, I don't mind going along with a gag, but this time you're going just a little bit too far. You
2: think so, Inspector?
3: You're darn right. This is nothing but an ordinary police job, just plain suicide. That's the way it's marked up on the down at headquarters, and that's the way it's going to stay.
2: Oh, well, Inspector, I'm afraid you're in for a big surprise.
3: But it couldn't be anything else. Yeah? It couldn't be murder. Look be
2: reasonable, will you? Why couldn't it be murder?
3: Because nobody could walk into that library, give Miss Claire a glass of poison milk, and then walk out and leave all the windows and doors locked on the inside. That's why. Claire just had to lock that door herself.
2: Well, it's been done before. If you've read my book on the case of... And
3: besides that, there weren't anybody else's fingerprints on that glass
2: but Claire. Of course there weren't, Inspector. You wouldn't expect there would be, would you? Oh,
1: nuts. (laughs)
2: And now, Miss Susan, just one more little thing, and then we'll go, maybe in peace.
5: Well, of course, Mr. Drake. What is it?
2: Susan, it seems to me they've been poking around quite enough.
5: Oh, never mind, George. I'm sure Mr. Drake knows what he's doing.
2: Thank oh, you, very well. Susan? I'd like to look at your sister's room, if you don't mind.
5: Well, certainly. Right down the hall, the last door on the left.
2: Thanks. Coming, Inspector? Yeah. Uh,
5: if you don't mind, I won't go with you. My wheel carries know.
2: Oh, of course. I think this is a. Yeah, and a dark and gloomy. Yes, isn't it? Now, let's see. What are you looking for? Hmm? Oh, well, just things. Hmm. Not much in here. She wasn't very fancy. No, a little bottle of perfume. Let's look in the closet. Huh, not much of a wardrobe.
3: Well, you got to remember, Claire lost all her money. Probably sold all
2: her fur coats and stuff. Been kind of heavy for dressing gowns and robes. And pretty nice slippers. Probably stuff she had left over from the good old days. You know, not? Hmm? Oh yes, yes, in here. While we're at it, we might as well take a look at Susan's room.
3: Okay, anything to get you out of here so I can eat.
2: Must have shared the bathroom. Yeah.
3: This girl Susan has the best room. Oh, so
2: she says she has very nice, Inspector. Want to look in the closet, sir? No, you look. What I'm trying to find will more likely be in a dresser drawer.
3: Ah, she's got plenty of clothes, evening gowns, four dresses, three fur coats, and about six... About uh, uh, 50 pairs of shoes. Yeah,
2: so I suppose. She has all the money, remember? Isn't that what you said, Inspector?
3: Yeah, I sure did.
2: Uh-uh, Inspector. Here it is. Here, what is? The key to the whole crime.
3: Huh. That's nothing but a knitting needle. Yes,
2: that's right, Inspector. What do you suppose that string is doing tied to the end of it? Is that the way you knit? Is it? That...
3: Oh, I don't know. I suppose she...
2: What is it doing tied there? Just another fatal mistake our murderer made, Inspector. This knitting needle sews up the whole case. Now I'm able to tell you who our murderer is. And who was murdered.
3: But we know who was murdered, uh, committed suicide. It was Claire Waterstone.
2: You're sure of it, are you, Inspector?
3: Of course I'm sure. I'm
5: sure... Mis- glad you had to figure it out, Mr. Drake. Hey, Bart, look.
3: Susan Waterstone, she's walking.
2: Your mistake, Inspector. Not Susan, but Claire. Then
3: where's Miss Susan? We just left
2: we her... We just on... left Miss Susan Waterstone with Charlie down at the morgue.
5: I would like to know just how you figured this all out.
2: Well, stop me if I'm wrong, but here's the way I think it happened. After you lost your money, Miss Clare, you were forced to depend upon your sister, Susan, for your very existence. In order to get the weekly allowance she gave you, you had to wait on her hand and foot.
5: You're right so far. It
2: got to be pretty tiring after a while. You couldn't see why a crippled girl who was unable to go anywhere should have all that money while you, who were young and healthy, didn't have a dime. So you decided it would be wonderful to change places with your sister and have all that money for yourself.
3: Yeah, but one of them was crippled, Bart. Susan,
4: why did you get
2: out of the chair? Oh,
5: it's no use, George. Mr. Drake knows everything.
2: Oh, that's too bad. But you don't think I'm going to let him tell, do you? Bart, he's got a gun. Yes, indeed. I wouldn't use it, though, Mr. Gale. No, I don't think I will. After all, Claire is the murderer. Oh, George. No, George. You are the murderer. What? Why, I... This morning, when Susan was in the library, you brought her a glass of poisoned milk. You've been careful to hold the glass with a napkin in order not to leave any fingerprints. Susan drank the milk, or at least part of it, and the poison worked immediately. But I thought that... Then, George, you took her out of the wheelchair and dumped her body in an easy chair and placed an open book in her lap, a book that she'd been reading at the time. That was another mistake. People who commit suicide never do it while they're reading books, George. Very clever, aren't you? Not so clever, George. This case was very simple. Then you wheeled out the wheelchair and carefully oiled the lock in the library door. You took this knitting needle in which you had attached this string. You put the needle through the handle of the key, stretched the string to the floor and under the door so that the end was on the other side, the outside. Then you carefully closed the door, pulled on the string, the needle turned the key and locked the door and then fell to the floor. It was a simple matter to give the string a yank and pull the needle under the door. And you hid it in Miss Clare's dresser drawer. And you had done the supposedly impossible. Lock the door on the inside. How did you guess that? I didn't have to guess. I'd written up a case just like this one. It was in the book Susan Waterstone was reading, and which, by the way, you also must have read. Well, that's about all. Except that you then forced Miss Clare to assume her sister's identity, didn't you? And I hate to do this. It's either you or me. You ready, so. Inspector? Don't try it. I'm going to shoot you first, Mr. Drake, and then
1: I... No, no, George, I won't do you. it. I got it.
2: Oh. <sighs> Inspector, I felt the wind of that one.
1: <laughs> I'd save those
2: tears, my dear. You'll need them for your sister's funeral.
4: And now, back to Glenn Langan for the conclusion of Mystery is my hobby.
1: Oh, Mr. Inspector, you would uh, like maybe so have a little wine? Mm -hmm.
3: Okay, Mike, but no more tricks. Oh, no trick, no, sir. Dinner uh, ready pretty soon, Mike? I'm starving. Yes, yeah, sir. So. few minutes, so. Good, good, good. You know, Bart, I can't get over the way that Claire grabbed that gun. I suppose that she was in with George Gale all the time. Yes,
2: she was, Inspector. However, embezzlement and murder are two different things. Claire wouldn't go for murder. Yeah, but how about Susan's murder? Claire really thought that it was suicide the same as you did.
3: Yep. George sure had me fooled. I don't know how you ever
2: figured out that Claire wasn't Susan. Oh, no, Inspector, I'm surprised at you. That girl at the morgue, didn't you notice her legs? Sure. She had two, just like everybody else. Uh-uh. No. Not like everybody else, Inspector. Hers were thin, very thin. Not at all the legs of a girl we used them to walk on. And then, of course, the clues in the bedrooms were unmistakable. Did you honestly believe that Susan, being confined to her wheelchair, would use evening gowns, sport clothes, fur coats, and 50 pair of shoes?
3: Well, I... I don't know.
2: Uh, how did you know that George killed her instead of Claire? Well, primarily because of my call to my broker. He said that George Gale had been gambling on the stock exchange with much more money than he could possibly possess. Only, Inspector, it was Susan's money instead of Claire's. Hers was already gone, remember? Gentlemen, Dinner is soft. <laughs> <laughs> At last we eat. Just a minute, Inspector. Barton Drake speaking. Yes? Yes. Well, yes, indeed. What? What? We'll be right over. You... Come on, Inspector, get your hat. But, Bart, dinner's ready. You I have can eat eaten. later, Inspector. You uh, can eat later. Right now, we're going to investigate a very mysterious murder. But,
3: Bart, with me, eating is a very serious business. I
2: know, Inspector, but with me, mystery is my hobby.
0: Welcome back. Well, this is the second episode where we do have some clues as to when it actually aired. 1947. Since Inspector Dent used the phrase, Miss Something of 1947. And, of course, hearing a studio audience on Mystery is My Hobby knew. Uh, the uh, role of Mike the Houseboy was played by Charlie Lung. And I I'd, I'd heard about this character, read about him, but... Uh, this, of course, is our first encounter with him. Doesn't add a whole lot, although he did have that sort of quote-unquote thing that reminds me of Ethelbert, but we'll have to see, you know, how many more episodes we have Mike in. And uh, if he's constantly doing that, whether it's a ripoff of Ethelbert or just kind of a coincidence. Also, got another one of Drake's uh, laws about people who commit suicide. And he came up with this. And sometimes you'll hear this in television uh, programs or uh, movies where something will be said about people who commit suicide. Uh, Like, I remember there was an episode of Columbo uh, back in the 70s where the murderer was using hypnosis and uh, made it look like a woman committed suicide. And Columbo stated that when women commit suicide, they take off their shoes. And it was believable enough whether it was true or not. The whole idea about reading if you're going to commit suicide, I mean, that's just, it's like if you want to avoid suicide, just uh, never stop reading. It was not one of the more credible ideas. I also think that some of the attempts they have uh, with comedy in this episode... uh, uh Mike playing a trick on Inspector Danton. Then you have Inspector Danton's thing with not being allowed to eat, which I think could have been funny. Uh but it's really only funny if he is legitimately uh by nature of the case Uh, being stopped from uh, being able to eat. You know, they've got some ticking clock, something that they have just got to get on to, and so his stomach has got to wait. Uh, There is no ticking uh, clock. There is no point in this case where... uh, Uh, The inspector and Barton Drake being 10 minutes early or later would in any way impact them solving the case. Essentially, he's going without because uh, Barton Drake won't let him eat, which isn't funny, it's just kind of mean. Now, uh, about the Mysteries My Hobby TV show. Uh, We recently hit a uh, milestone I had on Patreon Uh, getting over uh, $1,300 per month in Patreon support. And we're going to upgrade uh, things. And I had something specific in mind uh, when I set the goal where a situation came up and I just had to upgrade uh, whether I was there or not. But I'm looking at ways to, you know, up our game and... uh, You know, find ways to make the show better. So one thing I did is I signed up for uh, newspaper.com subscription, and I did a search for "Mystery is My Hobby," and I thought at first that I found you know some picture, you know, some publicity picture that was taken for the radio program, Uh, but it turned out it was actually a picture uh, for uh, a telecast of "Mystery is My Hobby." And uh, the story of the TV broadcast is it was in 1949 and 1950. Uh, It didn't uh, hit the networks. It was on uh, the local uh, station in Los Angeles, KTTV. And it aired in 1949 and 50. It was broadcast live, and in most cases, there was not any recording made. There wasn't one exception to this that we were that uh, someone found because I asked about it on a forum uh, from uh, early 1950. The show got a sponsor uh, and it needed to move to another night. However, they didn't have time or the capacity to be able to quickly change their day and time. Uh, So the episode was actually recorded on its typical night for broadcast later through a process uh, similar to a kinescope. So if there were any episode that would come into circulation or might exist, it might be that one. But keeping in mind that this was a local program that, as far as I can tell, was only broadcast on that one uh, station in Los Angeles, With only one recording ever made, the odds are remote indeed that it survived, which is a shame because it did have uh, Norman Fields uh, in it as Inspector Denton. I think it's safe to say that during his active career, uh, this was probably the thing that uh, Glenn Langan had the most success for. Uh, though today, if he's remembered for anything, you know, outside of old-time radio circles, it's for a, the co- the uh, cult science fiction uh, classic, *The Amazing Colossal Man*. Now, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Shauna, Patreon supporter since June two thousand nineteen, currently supporting us at the detective sergeant level of seven dollars and fourteen cents or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Shauna. If you are listening to this on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and also hit the uh, bell to receive notifications whenever a new episode is posted. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Next Thursday, another episode of Mystery Is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net.